How can an Airbnb ad teach us about how to tell stories in our nonprofits? Hey, welcome to the Life and Mission podcast. My name is Kay Helm, and today I want to talk to you about what Airbnb's Strangers ad can teach nonprofits about storytelling. Have you seen it? Have you seen this whimsical ad that Airbnb has been running to encourage people to become hosts? If you haven't seen it, there is a link in the show notes. And there are actually a couple of versions of it. They have kind of this super short version that that plays uh, during TV shows. And then there is a two and a half minute version that you can find online. I'll link to both of those in the show notes. But, you know, think about the problem that Airbnb could have, especially these days uh, when we're a little extra careful. You can see why people might be hesitant to allow strangers into their space, right? They are asking people to host. That's the goal of this commercial, to get people to offer their, you know, a room or a rental space that people can book on Airbnb and stay, right? And so these are not like inviting Aunt Mary to come stay for a few nights. These are dun-dun strangers strangers all of our lives we've been taught about stranger danger strangers they're well strange right you don't know them you don't know who they are you don't know who they might do you don't know and so there's all this unknown and so we do have a little kind of a creepiness about strangers when we talk about having strangers in our house overnight maybe when we're not there and it can feel kind of weird and so before people can commit to that they have to get over that part and so what airbnb has done is they've come up with this beautiful ad called beautiful strangers it's that's actually the name of the song that plays in the back and the ad is called strangers so we're we're conditioned right from the beginning we're conditioned to look at people who are not like us as either scary, just like I talked about with the stranger danger, or exotic. Okay, we get that a lot here in the nonprofit world where we're working maybe in other countries and people get really interested in our differences. What, oh, they do that there. They eat what? You know, oh, Look at that, how they stretch this and elongate that, and they wear this, they decorate you know, their bodies a certain way, or they dress a certain way, or they do things that are, right, strange. And we, we tend to talk about those things that make us different. So in this ad, what Airbnb has done, the ad features this family of shaggy kind of monsters. So if you're familiar with um, Maurice Sendak, the Where the Wild Things Are, kind of think that type of monster, kind of a whimsical, fantastical beast kind of thing. But they're just kind of, you know, they don't have horns. They do have claws, but they're like long, hairy kind of things, right? Like layers of, of hair. And you can't really see their faces except for in a couple of scenes. So these shaggy monsters, they come up on the house. And at first, it's all dark and quiet. And it feels like, what is this? Oh my gosh, they open the door. 
oh my gosh, they came out. They're walking around through the dark. And then they flip on a light and then you hear like a tea kettle whistle, which, you know, it can be because it's been dark and scary. That can be kind of like a jolt that really does get your attention. It makes you look up at the ad if you haven't been paying attention to that point. So it gets your attention there. Well, it's just a teapot and they're making tea. So these monsters are actually enjoying their vacation. So we see then after the tea, a delightful series of scenes, enjoying, they're enjoying beautiful views. They're taking a family hike. They're, they're kind of traipsing through the woods. They're kind of swinging their arms. They're just having a good time. They're collecting seashells on the beach. They're taking selfies. They're, they're sitting and watching a movie, and it's, it's this really cute kind of kid's movie that they're watching. They're playing games. They're playing Jenga. They're, they're playing games, right? And, they're, and the kid's winning, you know? <laughs> so, and it's just a really, really cool thing. So it's simple things. These are the kinds of things that we do with our own families. And that's what, the, in the longer version, the extended version of the video, they're cooking and, and they're braiding the, the little girl monster's hair and putting flowers. And it's, it's just a really cute kind of thing. And again, all simple, simple things that we might enjoy with our own families. So the other really good point in this is this, the shaggy monsters actually clean up after themselves and uh, they leave a thank you note. And they even straighten up a picture on the wall before they leave. And as they close the door, the door is one of these um, front doors that has a, a glass. It's like the nice wood frame and then it's glass in the middle. So as they close the door, they, you see they're, them transformed into who they really are. They're a human family just like us. And all the time, while this, while all of this is going on, they're not saying anything. There's, there's no narration. There are no words except for Kevin Morby's song, Beautiful Strangers, right? Which is kind of relaxed and guitar and, and, and of course the lyrics talking about beautiful strangers. And it's, it's just a, a beautifully orchestrated story with an important message. And so at the end, it says, strangers aren't that strange. And then it talks about hosting with Airbnb. Strangers aren't that strange. And when we're writing for a nonprofit or for a ministry, especially when we're kind of bridging that gap between, say, our donors and our beneficiaries, the people that benefit from our programs, we want to be careful when we write that we are not putting up a dividing wall. And especially if you're a ministry, um, Jesus tore down the dividing walls. It says that in the Bible. He tore down the dividing wall. And, and so we don't want to put more walls up. We don't want to make the people that we're working with somewhere, we don't want to other them. We don't want to make them so other that, that there's no relationship. We, we want to bring people together, not separate them. This kind of, now we get a lot of this, this is really common in political fundraising, hello, that we polarize the issue. It's them and us, and you have to come together and join us against them. Otherwise they are going to, you know, whatever. So we don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to be a part of it. Maybe you do. I don't know, but I don't want to be a part of that. And I want to bring people together. And the stories that we tell carry this kind of power 
to bring people together or to further separate them and further alienate people. And so I want us to think about that when we tell our stories. Am I bringing people together? What can I do? How can I change the wording in my story to where I'm making sure, first of all, to protect the dignity and the honor of the people that I'm serving, but also to bring us together and make them not so different from the people that I'm asking to help in this mission. So a lot of times we're trying to to get that emotion. We know in, in nonprofit storytelling and in fundraising storytelling, emotion is kind of, you need emotion in your storytelling, especially when you're uh, trying to raise the funds. But we'll emphasize our differences rather than our shared humanity. And when we do that, we really miss opportunities. We, we get really simplistic in what it takes to solve this problem. And you and I know if you're in a nonprofit, if you are working to solve these big problems in the world and to really help people, it is more complex. And do we need to go all into detail in all our stories? No, we don't need to do that. But we can be very careful in our words that, that we don't just oversimplify something and, and band-aid it because we encourage people to encourage us for band-aid type solutions when we do that versus one little nugget of nuance in there. One little piece that can teach one little thing. Just tiny bites. We feed, feed in tiny bites these nuances and give a realistic view of the problems that we solve. Look, at worst, we reinforce the stereotypes and even exploit the people that we're called to serve when we oversimplify things and when we use language that makes them the other. So every story that we tell gives us a chance to make these choices. Do we set up a them and us narrative or do we work to offer another perspective? That's my question to you. One way to do that. One way to bring us closer to the people in our stories is to make sure we're showing them in a more three-dimensional way. These, these creatures in this commercial, they look very different from us, but they act just like us. They listen to music, they drink tea, they play games, they watch movies, they walk along the beach, and they they. They enjoy each other's company. They're playing. They're just kind of having family time. And those are the things that make them like us. How can we do that in our stories? Okay. One way that we can bring people together instead of emphasizing the, the differences is by showing a more three-dimensional picture of the subjects of our stories. Show them in more than one setting. Show them in a setting that really gives more of an expression to who they are as a, as a whole person. Does that make sense? So someone who has been displaced from their home, whether from natural disaster or from war or from some other, some other thing, so many reasons that people are forced to move out of their homes, out of their country, whether that's temporary or permanent change. So we can portray them as villains. We can portray them as victims. We can portray them as human. We can portray them, you know, you know think about the way people refer to people who are out of a home in the moment. Remember, that's a, a circumstance that someone finds themselves in, right? So we can say the homeless. Now, what did you just picture in your mind? 
our words have power. If I just say the homeless, that's describing a person as the situation that they're in. You see, it's taking that as their whole identity. Okay, that person may be a veteran. That person may have fought for your freedom. That person may have a college degree. That person might be a mom, a dad. They're certainly a son or a daughter, and they're made in the image of God. How can you describe this person? How can you tell a little more of their story so that they're a three-dimensional human being just like me, the donor? You see where the connection is? How can I say, what? I have an engineering degree too. How, how, how did that happen to this person? What, how could, could that happen to me? We have something in common. I should reach out to them. I mean, you see, you find these connecting points. You can tell a little bit about that story. Obviously, it's what does the person want told, right? What are they comfortable telling? But a lot of times, they never get asked, what was life like before you lost your home? What was life like before this happened to you? What are their hopes and dreams? What are they reaching towards? What do they want in life? What are there some things, and they may be totally different than what you think they should be, that's okay. But how do you show more than that just one-dimensional picture of a person? So that's what we strive for. If, if you've got a loved one that's in the hospital, the, sometimes they'll tell you if they're in there for a long time or if it's not looking you know, good or if, if there's a, a long-term kind of care situation going on, a lot of times they'll tell you to put pictures in the room showing that person doing things, pictures from their active time of life, pictures of family times or playing games or doing things that they love to do. All of those things help the caregivers and anybody else that walks into that room to understand that this person was not always sick in that bed. And so that's what we want to do in our storytelling, how can we show a three-dimensional person that has things in common with our donors, in common with us? How are we bringing each other together? It really comes down to showing that three-dimensional picture, which is exactly what this Airbnb ad did. It took these different kind of creatures and it put them in a home. And they were doing the same things that you and I would do in that home. If you do that in your stories, just think about what can I add to this story? What other question can I ask when I'm interviewing this person to find out a little bit more about their life and to show interest? It's going to help your relationship with the people you're helping too, because you're showing interest beyond just the, the place that they find themselves in now. We, we talk about ministering to a broken world. Well, nobody wants to be known as broken. So we want to ask questions that are empowering, that are bringing us together and not separating us. So think about that in your next interview. Think about that in the next time you write a story. And let me know how it turned out. Send me an email, connect at lifeandmission.com, or send me a question. If you have a question about your nonprofit storytelling, about your missions fundraising, and the things that you're doing to communicate with your donors and with your people, shoot me a question, and I will try to answer it. If I can't answer it, I will find somebody who can. Got lots of friends in this space. So that's it for this week's show, Life and Mission. I am Kay Helm. Find your voice, tell your story, change the world. 
Hi, it's Kay here. There's one big truth about fundraising that people do not tell you when you start out. And that is, if you struggle to tell stories, you will struggle to raise funds. But what kinds of stories do you tell? How do you tell them? Where do you find them? How do you put them together? And how do you do all that while you're running your ministry, while you're doing all the work and all the things that you have to do? It does not have to be overwhelming. This is my good news. And also, I want you to hear this. Fundraising is not just about asking for money. Raising funds for your mission does not have to feel icky. Fundraising is really about relationships. It's about sharing stories with friends. And it's about being very clear about what it takes to accomplish great things together. I created the Mission Writers course to help you tell better stories, to know what stories to tell, when to tell them, how to tell them, where to find your stories. So go over to missionwriters.org. That's missionwriters, like you're writing. Missionwriters.org has all the details on the course and on the group coaching program. So you have two options. And if you love a missionary or a nonprofit leader who needs this course, gift certificates are available. So check it out at missionwriters.org and let's make 2024 your best year ever. Ever.